And I am back. I know you missed me. You had to slum it out. <laughs> it's the 4th and 1 podcast live from the moon and Lidditz and Lidditz, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Of course, Instagram at 4th and 1 podcast, anchor.fm slash 4th and 1. That URL will never die. It's your boy, Admiral. I guess you like that, a.k.a. self-nickname, a.k.a. Wanahaka Loogie, as Never always, is. sitting with your boy, Captain Boring, a.k.a. If the Grinch Were a White Man. Wow. And as always, Roberto, Roberto a.k.a. CFB Insider, P. not CFB Insider, P. a.k.a. X-Ray Gun. <laughs> Don't think I didn't what? hear that last week, dropping that hard P out here in them streets you missed me i wasn't able to make it i was on vacay my wife didn't want me doing the pod from the beach deck as me as me and captain boring somehow managed the vacation about five miles away from each other without trying it boys i missed you. you you did a good pod last week yeah we did a great pod last week and why do you think that is well probably that's I mostly wanted to do the burn probably because I wasn't here. I'm just gonna yep. burn myself. There it, it is. Sense. There it is. It just makes sense. When, when Kaya, those are rare. Yeah, you must have prepared or something, because normally you're not that put together. I am always that put together. You just don't let me talk that much. There's Makaya, a difference. You're the one who talks the most on this podcast. Yeah, and you should let me talk more. Well, I'm going to because like I was saying before the mics heated up. I only was able to watch two games, really, um, including, well, let's start with this. Um, I still think Michigan's going to go undefeated, but are they good enough to get over the hump? Which I guess technically would not make them undefeated, but that's my question. They allowed Rutgers to kind of stick around for exactly one quarter, which no one was expecting them to, or they shouldn't have. I just don't know if they're good enough to get over the hump. We always start with Blue, Makaya, Robert. I don't care who goes first. Go ahead, Makaya. All right. Uh, their defense is good enough. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They're, they're not really explosive. They're not blowing out people as much as I thought that they would, and they don't look exciting or electric. But what they're doing is they're just winning the football game. And they're winning it in pretty decisive fashion. Harbaugh back. Offense looked a little different, more put together. Taking what the defense gives you. Kind of got back to the running game. Corm ran it 21 times most this season. I just, I don't know. It's just something about it, you know? Before we get to the other pessimist, I'm actually going to pose to him a question as I'm cleaning bugs off my, actually, I forgot what my question was for the other pessimist in the in the game. Um, somehow, uh, Micaiah gave up on the season immediately when Michigan went down. Not sure exactly why or how. Um, Robert, didn't what give were up your... on the season. I was just going to say they the were going to lose the game. What were, what were your thoughts? I had a question. Maybe I'll think about it again. Well, it's hard to do with Michigan just because Michigan – is just we're, we're playing down to the other team's level, especially in the first half. But 
defensively, we do look okay. Offensively, JJ's hasn't been looking as great as what you would think he would be at this point. And the run game is very lackluster compared to what it should be. But when it comes to the season, luckily Penn State and Ohio State aren't performing to where I thought they would be. Penn State's defense does look pretty much. But Penn State's defense has looked pretty good. But offensively, they are sputtering a lot. Um, Ohio State is kind of looking back and forth depending on the game. A game against Notre Dame, they really struggled on the one-yard line for some reason. Playing only against 10 people. Yeah. I, I want to pose a question to you both based on the big three in the Big Ten. So that's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. I talked about this. I recorded a 30-minute episode kind of going into the games a little more in depth. What nerd are how would you rank the big three in the Pac 12 and the big three in the Big Ten? This is a great question, Robert. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go first. I watched a very there's a there's a dude out there. Sorry, there's a dude out there on YouTube who posts way too long videos is it on me? college football. It's not is, you. Oh, uh, darn, no. And he went over the fact, and I, I wanted to ask you guys this question last week because I watched it last week, is the Pac-12, the reason that they failed is the reason that the Big Ten is dominating or has the chance to dominate. It's the reason that the SEC kind of looks like a slump when we don't know what we're getting out of them this year. The Pac-12 has parity. We have teams. We have Teams who will win the conference with two losses compared to the Big Ten teams who basically have to go undefeated in order to get into the championship. Makai, remind me of your question again because I'm leaning into it. How would you rank the Big Three in the Pac-12 and the Big Three in the Big Ten? Because of the parity rule, I don't know who we're going to get. Washington looks great. Washington State's going to be sleepy down there. I think Arizona only has one loss, which is surprising. Um, <laughs> this year, you know, Utah has has battled and is still undefeated. UCLA just had their first loss. We I don't know what Oregon looked fantastic. Okay, but that's not what I'm asking. The, the, if you're the, looking at oh, I, no, I am, if you're looking I'm at a, Washington, you gotta let or, me get to my point. Well, you weren't getting there quick the, enough. It, the <laughs> issue is we have too many teams in the Pac-12. That the big three and the big ten look always look better. Uh, I was okay. trying to sound smart, and you took okay. it away from me. Yeah, no, I did. Let me rephrase the question. Out of Oregon, Washington, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, in what order are you putting those teams? That's a much better question. Be- because totally for me, a different <laughs> question. Because for me, I asked the exact same question. This is just – it was a different way. For me, it's – for me, it's Washington, Oregon, USC, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. I, I, All three Pac-12 teams have looked better through the first third of the season than the big than the top three Big Ten teams. I, I don't, and Robert, I'll let you talk here, but in one second, I don't mean to be rude. In another minute and a half. Yeah, another <laughs> minute and a half. But out of those three teams, Michigan ha- out of those six teams, Michigan has had the softest schedule followed by USC. 
So technically, Ohio out of those three teams, Ohio State and Penn State have had the tougher schedule at the beginning. And but but here's how I look at it. Yeah. How have the games, all the games looked? For Washington, all the game, all of their games, regardless of schedule, have looked the exact same. It's them scoring 50-plus points and their defense giving up right around 24 points, except for a few outliers, Michigan State. We, Oregon's the same Robert way. Robert got a new mic, and I keep wanting to let him use it, but, like, I can't. Micaiah, Michigan's games have looked the exact same way. They've no, won, but they, they've yes, scored and that's 35 what I, points, and they've yes. held everybody else to less than 10 Yes. What do you want from me? It's the same thing, just No, less. it's not. It no, is. it's not. No, because Oregon's offense is better than Michigan's offense. No, Robert. they score more points than Michigan's no, offense. No, not true. It's better. Okay, Robert, go ahead. Is it my turn now? <laughs> yeah, it's your, it's your turn, turn now. <laughs> okay. So, the hard part with trying to compare the top three in each conference is the fact that they all there's such a difference in the way that the six of them play. Obviously, the Pac-12 is a very run-gun, go, 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 go conference. Big Ten, I mean, Big Ten football is slug it out in the trenches football. Except for football. Exactly. (laughs) Except for Ohio State. But I would probably put Oregon at one right now just because of the speed at which they're playing and and how effective they're playing. But USC has a really hard time running – or stopping the run, which is something that Michigan generally does very good and is going to slow the game down along with Penn State. So I could put Penn State or Michigan at two. It would I would honestly go like Pac-12, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big Ten, Pac-10, like doing it that way. Who's last? Let me ask you. Who's last? Come on. Probably Michigan. Yeah. Exactly. At, at this point, yeah, probably Michigan. Yeah, probably. It, it's not because of their offense. It's because of their schedule. No, it's not at all. Okay. We've seen, we just saw Michigan for the fourth week in a row play the exact same game. The only difference is they weren't the first point team to score. Yes. Yes. That's and the only difference. We actually yeah. haven't seen anything from Michigan. That's why they're last. It's like saying we've seen USC play the ball. No, we've seen Caleb Williams just throw for a million yards. I would rank Michigan different if these games were 40 plus 2-7, whatever. If it was 42-7 every week, 49-56, whatever, 7-6-3, whatever. Like last year, I'd, I'd be all on Michigan. Yeah, but we already had this conversation at work where Michigan's problem why it's not putting up the points it is is because of their play style where Michigan runs the ball 56 times a game and they have one possession that takes 9 minutes off the yeah. board. Uh, so you're for, not going to put you're not going to put up 70 points, 75 or whatever. For sure, but then last year they they had big the bigger playability and I guess if you want to boil it down to it, right? If this wants to be the Michigan therapy session, the problem with Michigan is their big playability just isn't there this year. I mean, they had runs of 50 yards plus every single game that was going to the house two three times a game i mean penn state that that's all it was big run big run big run all for touchdowns ohio state big run big run i mean yes they do have those drives but that's just what the michigan's offense is missing this year and that's what oregon and washington and usc 
all have, and which is why why they're better than the big three Big Ten teams, in my opinion. I, you're always you have been, and Makai, I told I said this two weeks ago, but you're always fixated on the big plays. What I said, I what I believe I said two weeks ago, is Michigan controls the game. That's yes, they. That's what they do. You do not win games. You do not win six Super Bowls or whatever, however many the Patriots had, by just throwing, scoring 70 points and allowing the other team to score 20. Eventually, you hit a rock and, you know, you don't get going one game or you do it another way. You have to have multiple ways to score. To, to, to score. But look big. Look, I understand that, but look big picture. In big games, typically it's the big play that jump starts a scoring drive, right? Like last year, that's all Michigan did, except for like two drives. It was big play, Cornelius Johnson, big play, Cornelius Johnson. They had two drives in the second half, and then it was big play, Donovan Edwards, and big play, Donovan Edwards. Uh, I mean, Georgia, the comeback against Ohio State, fourth quarter down 13. Big play to start the fourth quarter right off the bat. So if you're missing that, I'm just looking big picture you, and saying if they get down 17-7, to 7, sure. late third quarter, they can't go on a nine-minute drive and then expect to get the ball back if the other team has like a four-minute drive and they punt. You see what I'm saying? Like, like they, they've got to somehow manufacture the explosive, the elite play offensively so what you're what you're calling is the elite play they have been they just have been chunk plays instead of touchdowns your issue is i'm not seeing the 40 yard touchdown i'm not seeing the hitch route or the post route sorry not hitch route post route or go route that's been the 40 yard touchdown that's how colorado got their ass kicked is because that's what they were relying on and then your best player on your field gets injured and you can't make the big plays all of a sudden, you lose to the first real, first real team that you've played all season. Michigan's so per usual, Makai is being a pessimist. Mm, whatever, and he's afraid when he doesn't realize that a controlled game is going to get you an undefeated in the in the Big Ten. And the question is, as I posed at the beginning, can they get over the hump? Remember my original question that I'm going to ask Robert before we move on to the rest of this the conference since we spent 15 minutes of this was this a harbaugh slump because this was first harbaugh's first game back is that to me yeah are you referring like the harbaugh slump are you saying for this game as a harbaugh slump or the first three games as a harbaugh slump no this game because they had him back calling things and on the sideline and so you know the rhythm wasn't the same I, don't, I wouldn't say it was so much as a slump just because, I mean, yeah, it would be it is different, but every week has been different since we've had a different coach calling plays every week. But with Harbaugh back and making the calls, I think it's a lot – I thought it was a lot better because we were seeing more play-action plays. We were seeing more of what Harbaugh's football was, and you saw a lot – more confidence in JJ this week, I think, as well. Again, Blake Corum for the uh, first time this season had the most carries he had all season with 21. 
they ran for almost 200 yards, 400 yards total offense. Um, they just, yeah, again, it's just, eh, you know? And I'm okay. If they're going to go through, if they're going to win every single game on their schedule, 31-7, and look, eh, doing it, all for that. I'm okay with them controlling the game. All I'm saying, in all the years of college football, the big dogs up top know how to hit a big chunk play for a touchdown to jumpstart things. Okay, so speaking of, <laughs> uh, kind of speaking of, uh, Colorado got shellacked. Do we want to touch that at all, or are we more fascinated by Travis Kelsey and um, and Taylor Swift? Okay, well, the state of Colorado having a having a rough weekend. There are two big combined teams. What combined to lose by eighty? Three points at that point. Yeah, yeah. eighty something points. Between the Broncos, um, I who predicted Colorado's season almost to a T, the start of it. Raise your hand. Go ahead. You have no. Yeah, you have. Exactly. You can raise your hand. Yes, yeah, we okay. can give you credit for that. Who also went three and zero this week on his picks when all of you losers lost? This guy. I, I went three and zero last week. <laughs> I forgot about. Why didn't you brag about that? Uh, because I'm humble. <laughs> Sit down. Be humble. So anyway, as I was. <laughs> So as I was saying, I w- I'm the best predictor in college football, and I predicted that Colorado would beat TCU. I thought that Nebraska would get them, or at least that game would be close. Um, but then Eugene, they would walk into Eugene, get shellacked. I think that they look better. Dion's right. Um, this, hopefully that will be the worst they look because it better be because they're not. If not, he's going to be out of a job. And uh, but I think they get beat by twenty plus this week at USC, or at home to USC. Whatever. They're 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 underdogs twenty one and a half. I think yeah. I yeah. think USC covers as well. And I think my six and six uh, is in uh, is in peril. They're six. They, and, what do you mean you're six and six? I called them going six and six oh, this year. Oh oh oh. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> they they might have a shot getting there. They have a shot getting there. I needed them to upset one of these teams, and they don't look like a team that's going to upset anybody. Well, besides well, their mothers. Well, we're going to find out. Well, <laughs> don't bring Dion's mom into it. He'll 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 get on you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I the big stuff that happened this week. Um, FSU beat Clemson in overtime. Clemson looked. Uh, I mean, very... I wrote note. I wrote notes for you in the in the doc. Oh, did you for real? Well, Clemson looked very bamboozled. They looked all over the place. I th- Robert, normally you can I go. Think notes are for you. What? Was there a question? I'm not even sure where <laughs> I, we're at at this. Listen, point. <laughs> I'm just throwing that up there and hoping that one of you grab onto yeah, it and be so like, I, "Yeah, this I mean, is why they looked bamboozled." Or I mean, yeah, Clint, I agree with you. Or no, you're wrong, Simeon. I just think Clemson's so lost. They just they they, they they lost their identity a little bit, right? Yeah. Like without with that, and really, what it is is it's the wide receivers on the outside. Ever yeah. since the wide receivers have migrated to either Alabama or Ohio State, it hasn't even been Georgia. Like Georgia's produced no big name wide receivers. It's either been Alabama or Georgia or wherever now. Um, They've really struggled. 
They can't get the quarter, the high-end quarterbacks in now because they don't have the re wide receiving core. They've never had the offensive line to just have the running back be able to run downhill. It's always been supplemented. And then you throw in that third and one swing pass to the outside call in overtime in there when Cade should have just handed it off. It's inside zone all day long. That's what you call there. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to add anything. I thought, I thought, no. I thought Robert might be oh, adding something. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I was just, I don't. There's Robert, nothing... I'm not the technical analyst here. I just say yeah, stupid I'm... stuff and hope that Makai laughs. laughs. I there's just nothing else you can really say about Clemson. I mean, defensively, they they did all they could do. You know, Clemson or Florida State gave them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to essentially put the game away, but. I mean, Dabo's just not. That that's I think, a very. I think he's. I think he's pretty much almost I, done there. And that that's what I kind of touched on earlier uh, in the thirty-minute episode I did. Is is Dabo better be careful because Dabo might find a way out. The other th reason they're not using the transfer portal to plug some of their holes. Right. Um, I think it's a very underrated win though for Florida State. Don't you, Robert? They hadn't won there in seven times. It's been like ten years or something like that. That that's a huge win to get that monkey off your back. Oh yeah, it's an, absolutely it's a big win, but I think it's just downplayed by the fact that Florida State being four, it's like okay, that's expected. Sure, like you, you're, right. you're supposed to win that game. Where I think if Clemson was at least like twenty five, like if Clemson, I think was ranked. There would be more hype behind it, but I think just because they were unranked, everyone knows Clemson's kind of on like a downward slide. That it's just not. It's like okay, congratulations, you beat an unranked team. Yeah, it's kind of a rival, but you know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's tough because that's not that case at all. Like it, it's hard to win yeah. in Clemson. Um, yeah, I they they dropped what three spots in the AP? Florida State did. It's something I ridiculous. Think, yeah. They they dropped three spots, or they dropped an an X well, amount of spots a that they shouldn't have at all. It's my computer is being slow for some reason, but at least they're down one spot in the AP. They went from fourth to, to fifth. Okay, well they shouldn't have gone down any. Like yeah, a I mean, win like Ohio that State shouldn't have gone up two two spots. Yeah, absolutely not either. Well, speaking of Ohio State, thanks. It's hard to win the game when you only got 10 men, and then Ryan Day says, I, we're a tough football team, except they only got it barely in the end zone against 10 men. And on fourth and one, before the Sam Hartman drive with two and change left, they ran a fly sweep on fourth and six inches instead of turning around and giving it to Travion Henderson. Travion Henderson, besides the 69-yard rush, had like 30 something yards on 13 carries are you really tough or did you just win a physical game robert you were talking at work what actually did we learn about these two teams uh ohio state can't run the ball and i just i actually really don't know that's what because, i'm saying because Notre Dame didn't play like you like Notre Dame has been playing and Ohio State 
I mean, it was just kind of like a gut game. Like, who wanted it more in the most unimpressing fashion? Yeah. Yeah. As someone who didn't watch this game, this game played out from a vibe perspective, (laughs) watching it on the ESPN app, exactly how I thought it was. Now, granted, I thought it was going to be like, you know, late touchdown to win the game, which I guess technically it was in a way. It but, was. That's exactly what happened. But, but not. But but not. You know, over under of twenty three points total. You know, I thought it was going to be a, a twenty four twenty one sort of situation. But you saw Notre Dame choke, which, in recent memory, has been Notre Dame when they've needed to when they've needed to show up. Somehow they still look like the best three and one team we've seen out there. I don't know how they're technically four and one, but um, let's start this narrative right here. Marcus Freeman chokes in big games. Where's the lie? That's what I'm saying. There isn't one. Yeah, like I, I, I'm agreeing with you. So yeah, I mean Marcus. I mean also they call screen pass with two and change to go. The purpose of this drive, before you know you're punting the football back, Ohio State has you backed up. You turn around and hand the ball off. Ohio State uses that last time out. And then on the intentional grounding call, there's a 10-second runoff, and instead of two plays with 15 seconds left, you get one play with five seconds left. So it's just annoying to me. And I'm really hoping that Harbaugh is not that dumb down the road. Well, he just likes to run... Uh, fourth and one plays out of the shotgun. It's okay. Hey, well, at <laughs> least it's insane. At least it's downhill. At least you know, it's tough. I know, <laughs> but it drives me insane. We, what, the, what, the would you feel, would you feel, have a completion percentage of over, well over half? I think it's over two thirds on a QB sneak on fourth and one. Those numbers oh, are it's, unheard. It's ninety two percent. It's ninety two percent. Ninety two percent. On a QB sneak with the smallest center in all of football. And, you know, they had I, – I watched a short from from whatever their podcast is called, Jason and Travis's. They had a Scottish rugby guy come in and say, how do you beat this? Because people are just like, it's rugby. Like, that's all that they're doing. And he goes, you can't. You can't beat this. They're just putting bodies on top of bodies, and you just you win. It's mass against mass. It's whoever gets there quicker. And I don't understand why we can't do that. They're just younger, fat, white guys. <laughs> That's Robert, like- Robert, what do you want to see them run there? Fourth and one, what, what do you want to see Michigan run there? I don't really know what I want to see them run, but it's just the fact that they're starting – essentially at like a fourth and six and it's like i get that they're going downhill i 100 percent get that but i feel like if that d tackle gets to the left or to the right of that center he's and he, he's gonna make first contact at like two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then we're scrambling where if, i don't know maybe we should just have a fullback again Bring back the Ben Mason days. Oh my goodness! The f- okay, so so this so this little pistol uh, R- HB dive action that that gets you all bent out of shape. That fullback dive that we used to do with Ben Mason would get me all bent out of shape because it it then just 
<sighs> it, it just frustrates me because, again, then the fullback would just, like, run right into the backside of an offensive lineman and not juke at all because, you know, his legs are the size of a tree trunk and he just can't. I, I, I understand why football. they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's time football. <laughs> for, some, for some reason... <laughs> For some reason, I'm remembering. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> For some reason, I am remembering uh, kind of more of like an inside zone style downhill play for when they run this thing. I don't know why I have that in my brain. Well, they either run it out of the pistol or they run it out of like an inside zone. Either yeah, way, it's like. When you run it yeah. out of the shotgun, it doesn't make sense. When you run it out of the pistol, it makes a little bit more sense because you have, you know, that's what they're used to running. But then again, they run stuff under center all the time. It's either you have two options. When you're fourth and one and you want to go an extra yard, you either QB sneak it because 92% acceptance rate or acceptance rate, 92% success rate. There it is. Or you turn it around and you get a bush push on that fourth and one. Or you turn it around and hand it your guy and he goes up and over. Just tear another ACL, Blake Corum. Just go up and over. And it, was his, it was his meniscus. Calm oh, down. His um, meniscus. Did you guys see the Duke routes people now? <laughs> It was Yukon. Okay, come on. <laughs> when was the last time Duke was routing Yukon, though? When come was on. the last time Duke was? Aren't they 4-0? Yeah, they're yeah. undefeated. They're hosting College Game Day. College Game Day will be their first time ever this Saturday. Going to be a great scene. Take on Notre Dame. This game would have been awesome if Notre Dame would have Who had won. Duke coming out of the Carolinas? Like, yeah, you have, not me. You have, you have Clemson. You have UNC. Who had South Duke? Carolina, Wake South Forest? Ca- well, more, I was saying in the ACC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who had Duke? Vanderbilt. Just kidding. The fact that Tennessee. we had, no, Vanderbilt Nas- is Nashville. Duke, UNC, Clemson. I wouldn't have ranked them no. like that. No. No. Yeah, no, it, it's a great story. I think that's score- more impressive story. than the route. 100%. See, I asked you both before the season started, what would uh, – who is the surprise team this year? And I and I foolishly said West Virginia, you know, just pulling a random team. <laughs> no, none of us said Duke. None of us no. said Duke. Oh, our highest scoring game was not the highest scoring game, by the way. Tennessee UTSA, which also happened this week, yep. another one yep. of my wins, not yep. the highest scoring game. No. But no. Kyle McCord being the most overhyped player, looking really good. We're talking about the super relatives, uh, superlatives, sorry. Heisman, I, Michael Penix like looking pretty good. Marvin Harrison Jr. also looking pretty good for biggest impact player. Most Robert, improved Iowa. Yeah. However, they scored exactly this many points against the, Penn State. They had 73 yards offense. That was impressive. That Penn State defense, yeah. whew, that is good. Uh, how good Utah? Utah had a pretty good defensive performance. It, this leads me to my next question before we get into this week. Okay, all right. Who's, who's the most impressive 4-0 team? So far, out of the following, it's a, it's like six names. So hold on. Okay. Texas. Texas. Washington. Utah. Kansas. Or Duke. Honorable wait, mention UNC. Wait, read those again. God, that's not what the list I thought it was going to be. Go ahead, yeah, do it again. Texas. <laughs> uh huh. Washington. Yeah. Utah. Kansas. Duke. The most impressive out of that bunch? Who's who's kind of like been like, ah, I did not expect you to be here, like at the top of your list. Who's the most impressive? Oh, I mean, out of that was Duke. No, Easy. Duke. Yeah. Easy. Easy Duke. 
I, I felt like I would have a follow-up on that. Uh, well, no, I, then you should automatically flip it. Who's the least impressive out of that group? Uh, yeah, who is the least impressive out of that group? Utah. There it is. All right, see? I know yeah. how to work the system and work it back around. You think – I think I think that's more impressive. Makai, you have in your notes – we need Cameron Rising to know how good Utah is. It looks like his original four-week into the, into the season synopsis or – what is the word that I'm coming? What I'm looking for the medical term. Uh, your I, diagnosis, the four week oh, okay. diagnosis, sure. uh, looks about accurate. You have that. We don't know how good they are because they don't have Cameron Rising yet. They've played some tough games, including a now 22nd ranked Florida team. Uh, and yeah, beat them. Well, well Florida's over. But but they should have won by 40 though. No. That was just Florida being bad. Yeah. That was Florida so, being being really bad, their defense being really good. I mean, they should have hung I mean, I remember Robert. Bunch. Yeah. They should have hung 40. I remember looking yeah. at him and being like, that's a good win for yeah. Utah, but they should have hung 40 on that. So they they uh 13-point win against Florida. Uh 7-point win against uh against Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh 31 to 7 against Weber State, and then they won by a single tutty to U- UCLA. The more impressive part is they hold held UCLA to only seven points. They're they're just a slightly better. They're a more functional Iowa when without Cameron Rising. That's what they are. So, who is your of all the? We have four four and O teams in the Pac twelve right now. Yeah, Washington State coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, go Cougars. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. I don't know how um, do they do that. I don't know. They have I'll some hand look, jest, I, jester. I, I'll let you I think look it's Goku's. I think it's I that. Think, I think you just assaulted an, an Indian tribe Probably. Of some kind. More than likely. Um, <laughs> you, USC, out of USC, Washington, Washington State, and Utah, who's Oregon. your favorite to, to win? Oregon. That's five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Oregon. I'm sorry, Bo Nix. Um, who's your favorite to win the Pac-12 right now, guys? Washington. I, I, I would, you know what? I'm going to go Oregon. Do you trust their defense more? Because I kind of trust Oregon's defense a little bit more. I trust Oregon's defense more than Washington's. But I think their offense is just a little bit more explosive than Washington. But again, it, we'll find out. I mean, Oregon's got to play somebody. Washington, like they, they have to play. I, I need to see conference play in order to, because Bo Nix struggles so much when it comes to a big game, and Washington just kind of randomly loses like a late game for whatever reason that they should win by two touchdowns. Their, their schedule's daunting. I think they got to go to USC, and then they host Oregon. Either way, I think at Washington, I think they get both those teams. Plus, they get the Apple Cup in there too. They have a really their schedule is not good. What is it? That's the that's the thing. None of the Pac-12 schedule is good because they have to play each other. When yeah, so when I say not good, like so they have Arizona this week, which they should win by a bunch. Home against Oregon. 
home against Arizona State at Stanford, and then they just get this unrelenting gauntlet of at USC, home against Utah, at Oregon State, home against Washington State. So there's no stability in that schedule where you at least get like two homes and then two aways. It's home away, home away. So I mean, you're that's that's. But if they if um, they if they bad. come through that with one loss, right? And they're in their Pac-12 champs sitting there at one loss or no losses, and the yeah. Pac-12 runner-up has one loss. Pac-12 might be looking at two, easy with how good their teams are. If they come out of that, do you think? Washington can beat who Georgia or whoever's coming out of the SEC. Yeah, because what, beat whoever's slow. coming out of the Big Twelve, Big Ten, if they if if they go undefeated, mind you, I'm looking back at our good thing we wrote these down. Good job, Makai. You get full credit for that. You're welcome. USC ten and two, Washington ten and two, Oregon ten and two, Utah ten and two. Robert, you had them at nine and three. Oregon State ten and two. Washington State's down there at seven and five. By the way, we had nobody coming out of the Pac-12 without two losses. But that could also still be the case. I mean, out of that schedule, I, out of that schedule, I just that, don't what, think it is was this that year. four or five games that you home away, home away? They could lose all the yeah. away games and go 9-3 and three and be one of the best 9-3 and three teams ever. I mean, this is the lovely thing about parity, right? Yeah. And it. quick question before we move on to this week, because we have to move on to this week at some point. I'm yeah, sorry, absolutely. boys. absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, if the Pac-12, with all their parity, was on the East Coast, would they be dying? No. If they had this parity on the West Coast three years ago, four years ago, they they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be dying. No, they they didn't. They did three years ago. Well, not three no, years ago. No, they really. That was COVID. But it was, they did or, in 2019 and 2021 Simeon, and 22. After the original college football playoff. With Oregon, made the yeah. national championship. Right, that was 2016. Makaya. Who, who from the Pac-12? Nothing until, but they had parity back then. That's the reason they didn't. Ha- we didn't hear from them. So, so, so they were just so. They, there were no dominant teams to get in the top four. Is what you're saying? Exactly. All right, I'll buy that. Sure. So we didn't. We didn't hear from. Yes, they all had th- nine, three losses, which sucks. You know, like that doesn't look good. But when I'm, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of SEC circa 2000s, 2010s. You know, it, it's that same thing. That but then until we had the playoff and you had to go undefeated, so we had cupcakes. Like it, they just they for, they didn't do that. They just kept playing each other and kept baiting each other, and they didn't care. They played for the they paid, played for the Pac-12 and they went down with the ship. I guess I don't know. Here's a hypothetical yeah. question for you. I love it. Okay, so let's say Michigan, Ohio State, both undefeated, end of the year, playing Saturday. Washington State, the only other ranked team on their schedule, they have to play at Oregon. Say they beat Oregon. Okay. Oh yeah. Very last game of the year, they have to play at Washington State. Say Washington State runs the board. You potentially have two games that could be top five matchups. Where do you go with college game day? Because Washington-Washington State will be an at-night Washington, game. Washington-Washington State. That's, well, that's easy. Wait, where is it? Is it in Washington or is it on the Palouse? 
It's at Washington. Mm. So you're on the sound. You're either in Seattle, the only Seattle sound, or you're in the mountains of Washington State against the game. Which in we've Ann Arbor. Covered, yeah, which we've covered numerous times. You go out west. That's where you put game day. That's where I want game day. My question, Robert, I'm reversing it around. Which game would you rather watch if you could only watch one? Because oh, to me, it's the State. Apple Cup. It's Michigan, Michigan Ohio, Ohio State. State. Anytime well, I can see Ohio State lose, sign me up. <laughs> Come on now. But it's not a guarantee they're gonna, you're going to see Ohio State it's lose. Not, it's not. But what happens but is... There's that watched, potential. I watch five minutes, and then I turn it off because I'm like, I'm so disgusted with what's going on. But I keep my phone on me, and I'm like, okay, we're so, oh, yeah, okay. And then when halftime rolls around, then I'm starting to cycle through again. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, at least I'm not, Simeon, at least I watched the entire game with you. That, that, I, that I, is... I just get so disgusted. They, they I, can I, throw one, one incomplete pass, season's over, chalk it up, <laughs> I'm out of here. Corn breaks it for a 25 yard run and then jogs to the sideline season's over <laughs> yeah there's a flag holding knew it that's it that turns the game around yeah time to oh fire ball. get him out <laughs> I, I think this year just because of how bad ohio state looks and they get him at home like i am and you're gonna guys are gonna hate yeah. me, and this desk is made of wood and i am knocking on it right now it's like more of a sure thing. It's no. not a sure thing. Oh, it's yeah. more of a sure thing this year. Like the past two years, it's like, all right, here we go, Ohio State. We don't know what we're going to get. Like, Makai, you and I were quiet for so long because we were just expecting last year. We were just expecting. Hey, look at that. They're ahead. They're ahead by, they're ahead by 14. They're ahead by 10. Okay, when are they going to inevitably try to punt the ball when they should have just fallen on it? You know, when are they going to inevitably, I don't know, have their shoelaces untied? Like, and they didn't do that. And this year it's like they kind of are coming in with the they'll, – they'll come in hungry. I'm not worried about them not coming in hungry. But they're coming in this year with an era of – with an air of, yeah, we're going to be two-and-a-half-point favorites instead of two-and-a-half-point underdogs this year. And let's just okay. talk about this week. Let's Let's not get into that. <laughs> Where's game day this year, this week? Uh, uh, Raleigh, Duke. North Carolina, if you were paying attention. I, dude, I, I have so many things going on in my brain um, that it's hard to keep track of everything. We got some interesting Friday night matchups, but the biggest one on the board, Makai, you've said this. It's a Friday night, 9 p.m., FS1. Pause. How good is Jake Butt as a commentator? I thought he did a pretty bang-up job this week. Jake Butt and Jake last Butt's week. very good. Yes. Jake, Jake okay. Butt is is a ex football white guy that has slid into the analyst booth just like every other ex football white guy before him. They don't always convert, you know, Micaiah. Sometimes Not always, they suck. But and also don't forget RG, time. and don't forget RG three who also converted. Okay, yeah, he's not a white guy. There's so, an orgy in the end on. zone. Speaking of RG three, because FS one, <laughs> Utah Oregon State. He's on State. ESPN. Oh. I thought it was on. F- I thought it was on. Fox. Uh, yeah. So what? Uh, the spread on this is Utah, right? Oregon State. Yeah, I think I, so. I'm I'm pulling it up for you here. Is Cameron Rising playing? Because if Cameron Rising isn't going to play, I'm taking the Beavers at home on a Friday night with an offense that knows how to score a lot of points. Spread I is think the three Beavers and a half to Oregon State. Yeah. yeah. I. 
I am not. I, that's one of the. This game is not. I wanted to bet this game so hard for Oregon State, but I don't know if Rising's playing, and then I don't know how good Rising's going to look when he's coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, Oregon State made a heck of a comeback last week against Washington State. Fell just short. They're at home. They're a physical football team with a big quarterback. DJ, when he's not turning the ball over, they're scoring a lot of points. Yeah, Oregon State, they look a lot more impressive than what Utah does. And if that's going to mean that I have to sit at 9 p.m. and listen to a chainsaw for every third down, I'm going to enjoy this game. What? I'm, I'm sorry. 9 p.m. ain't that late. It'll still get you to bed by midnight, you know? Yeah. A chainsaw? Is that what they do you... on third downs? Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. How awesome How... would it how awesome would it be if it was Oregon State, Washington State, Pac-12 championship game? You, what is it? With, they lost. They're done. Their season's <laughs> over. Let it go. Well, they're Let, top two, right? Pac-12 is top two. Yeah. Yeah, Pac-12's top two, so they can. That so means possible. And anything's possible. Uh, the Desert News twenty-two hours ago has Cameron Rising and Nate Johnson splitting reps this week. <sighs> Yeah, and then confident. I and then I saw that he was start last Thursday. He was supposed to start on Saturday, and he didn't. So, until I see him actually physically so, under center, you making fun of me and my so's? Oh. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, how interested? Nice. <laughs> how interested are you at the the big noon kickoff game for the second week in a row? I'd rather think I'd wa- rather listen to another Taylor Swift, Travis uh, Kelsey thing. USC, Colorado. <sighs> hey, they get them at home at this time, I guess. I think that they'll score and they will look better, but I think this is a 20-plus point blowout. I mean, I'm again, I'm not touching that over-under because it's a – I'm not doing it. I'm not touching the yeah. spread because it seems like a 21-point game and there's the kicker right there of 21-and-a-half. I think Colorado will score on USC's defense – However, USC can't stop the run. Colorado can't run. And USC's defensive line is actually really good, and Colorado can't protect the quarterback. I think it's really going to depend on how many coaches are helping USC this weekend. Oh, stop it. You know, how much film is Alabama sending, and, you know, if Kirby's, you know, on the phone saying, hey, this is how we beat Colorado. Um. I mean, I think USC you, just runs away with it. You think Lincoln Riley's calling up Dan Lanning, asking him for some tape? I don't know. He I, could I be. I missed something. You got to fill in the dumb guy here. What What did I miss? So Keyshawn Johnson went, what was on first take, I think, and said that coaches were reaching out to Oregon to devise a game plan on how to beat Colorado. Uh Okay. Yeah. Because of because they're racist, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. Race had no. nothing to do just because oh. they hate how flashy just Colorado, Colorado is. Colorado is yeah. so good, uh, and there has the not been a recipe, factor. or anyone has seen anything on film on how to I, beat Colorado. Listen, when I hear first take, I just immediately assume race has something to do with no, it because it was of actually, how many times they've. It was actually un- it was card. actually undisputed, so undisputed. it was. Oh. Yeah. So it was actually. Yeah. Never mind. But okay. Okay. It's uh, simply I, not true. Everyone knew how to beat Colorado since week one. No one just could do it until yeah. Oregon did it. Um, some interesting games. Uh, uh, 
Flo- ranked Florida team is underdogs by two and a half points to Kentucky. They are at Kentucky at Kroger Field in Lexington. ESPN, interesting game or not? Mertz got hot for a quarter and a half against a Tennessee team that struck that is up and down with Joe Milton, and now Florida's ranked all of a sudden. Get out of town. Um, Kentucky's been really good this year, and Vegas always sets the line because they know something that everyone else does not know, some analytical thing. I like Kentucky in this matchup, especially at home. This was one of my picks. All right. Well, then we'll just come on back to that we later. We'll come on back to that later. Text, uh, sorry, no, that was the wrong thing. Florida, Kentucky. Uh, do you? Minnesota lost to Northwestern this past weekend, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that okay. was a big time do, thing. Go, do you go think Cats. there's another a big, a big oops for the Golden Gophers? Um, do you think there's a chance they lose to Louisiana? <laughs> We think, so. think that's a one-time thing. I didn't. No, I didn't see I, the game. I didn't watch the game. I I don't know exactly what happened. I think Minnesota may may have turned the ball over. Um, I don't know why that game was. Why Minnesota lost that game? I ju- I just don't know. But no, I don't think they lose to Louisiana. Okay, oh. that's fair. Hey. Um, later on, again later in the same time technically, Aggies take on. The Texas A&M Aggies take on the Razorbacks. Aggies are three and one. We're about we're two weeks away from the deadline of Jimbo getting fired. Aggie, uh, the Razorbacks put up. I saw. I didn't. I was surprised. They lost, but they put up thirty-one points against LSU. So they gave LSU a run for their money. Um, is this the week that he gets fired? If he loses this game, is he getting fired? Maybe there's always that possibility. I don't think so. Um, I don't think it, they lose this game. They found something in Brian Johnson. They had a rough go down in South Beach, Miami, but they've they've been okay. Yeah, a little up and down, new offense, but they're starting to get things going now, especially last week, Auburn, tough defensive Auburn team. They kind of manhandled them the entire game. Yeah, I think... I don't think he I first I don't think they're gonna lose this game, but yeah. I don't think they would fire him before an Alabama game just because why you know, what's what would be the point of putting an interim head coach in to go up against Alabama on a game that they historically win. I don't think the boosters are are mad enough yet in order to do that. Again, two lane tickets as low as two dollars. For a New Orleans game, a good a, well, will be a good football. It's UAB, Tulane, um, and of course, Makai wanted to mention James Madison sneakily four and zero. A lot of hard fought wins in there. They're taking on USA, South Alabama, ESPNU. That is a somewhat televised game for once. Their tickets are actually kind of expensive seventy seven as low as seventy six dollars. Yeah. Down in Harrisonburg, the I guess only, they. I, in the noon window, the only people higher are Texas A and M, Arkansas, and of course, then USC at Colorado. So tickets as low as two hundred and forty-seven. Which is like the most expensive one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. For like the entire day, USC yeah. at Colorado is the most expensive ticket. Oh, um, this is a move- cool new segment. The second expensive ticket is South Carolina at Tennessee, 166. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Simeon. <laughs> no, that actually was. We should add that to the list. Do that Ooh. next week. Um, <laughs> three o'clock games. Nothing really interesting in between at the three at the three two one games. Uh, the three thirty games. Um, Georgia Auburn. Really, first face. Auburn of an has. Nope. This is one of my picks, so I won't. Okay, moving on. Michigan Nebraska. Fox, three thirty. Michigan, Michigan won't cover. They'll win thirty-five sure. seven. Yeah, thirty-five seven. by I think seventeen and a half, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, here's an interesting two again. Big game last year. Big game again this year. Even bigger. Kansas going to Texas this time. Four zero Kansas ranked twenty fourth, taking on number three Texas. This was a game that they upset Texas two years ago when they had, like, two wins. Or four years ago when they had two wins, whatever that was. Is this when no, we that find was out Texas is back? Officially, I think. Mm-mm. No? I find out Texas is back when they play Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, the Red so, River rivalry. So do they, win this? do they win this game? Yeah, they win this game by two touchdowns. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hey, that's a Kansas. You know team what? Who's... I I think that you might be right, but it's Kansas coming in, so I'm not touching this game either. But I do think Texas does win. Yeah. Um. Interesting. The yards allowed is lower for Kansas, and they've also had more total yardage than Texas. I was looking for like their last five games. Ah, there you go. Um, they really haven't played anybody. Illinois, Missouri. Nevada and BYU, which was a conference game. Remind, reminder there. They've allowed a lot of points. I, I'm, I'm with Robert. I think it's going to be a little bit uh, it's going to be a, a little bit of a beat up. But but good for Kansas for being back and actually going 10-2 and two and stuff sometimes. Lance hold. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, 3.30 games. Do we have anything else interesting? Not really anything interesting. You want to? You don't want to talk Wagner Rutgers. I really don't want to talk Wagner Rutgers. You don't want Bowling Green Georgia Tech. For you don't want to car- talk Arkansas State Mass UMass. Nah, the Houston Texas Tech will be interesting. Old Dominion sure. Marshall. You don't want to get a little Maxion Ball Old State Dem- Western oh, Michigan. Oh baby, Maxion. Here we go. <laughs> Woo. Okay, the first of all, the Maxion in Kalamazoo will be good as always. Old Dominion sucks this year, so sneaky pick just for anybody. Take take Marshall for this game. Um, four o'clock game, nothing until 6 and 7, in which we normally get the creme de la creme. LSU taking on the Lane Kiffins in Oxford. 6 p.m. ESPN. I, I, I have not noticed any of these teams after LSU just sucked week one. I was expecting them to do really good this year. Yeah, this is one of my picks. Oh, my God. Gosh darn I mean, it. What? Robert can talk about it. I'll just hey, mention it later. No, no, we move on because we talk about it during the pick segment. How, how bad does who look? Five minutes. How bad did Ole Miss look last week? Oh, wait. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you put 10 on the board. So here's the thing. Nick Saban finally has an early 2000s Alabama defense, though. Yeah. He, he just doesn't have – he also has the <laughs> early 2000 Alabama offense, and that's not cutting it. <laughs> 
Uh, Oregon takes on Stanford. Eh. Iowa State takes on Oklahoma, one of my picks. 7.30 e, uh, ABC. Is Kirk, is Kirk finally going to be calling a, a game where he doesn't have to travel for once? I don't. He might be calling the Old Miss LSU game. Like, do they never? Do they never let him call the ABC game anymore? It be it's it, it probably has to do with the agreement, the SEC agreement. <sighs> Number eleven, Notre Dame is going to Durham. You said Raleigh, Makaya. You meant Durham. Um, yeah. Yes, I did. To take on number 17, Duke. Do either of you have this pick, or can we actually comment on this game? Are you talking uh, about it? Yeah, you can talk about it. Okay. I mean, uh, you guys can talk about it. I don't know anything about these teams besides Notre Dame is going to be back for revenge. Duke's going to be out to prove something, that they can fight against the big boy and compete in the ACC. Do we think that's going to happen? Well, for not having a lot to talk about it, you, you said mean, a lot right a there. Yeah. I'm trying to set you guys up. I mean, but that's pretty much it, though. What? So Duke beat Clemson. Clemson, I, that was a weird game. And Notre Dame should beat Duke by 10 points. They just should. They're the more physical football team. They, but Duke will probably hang around and let it be a game. I mean... I'm seeing it the opposite way. I think Duke is going to manhandle that offensive line. Mm. Cause, like, Notre Dame is going to really try to run the ball because yeah. they couldn't with Ohio State, really. I mean, I think Duke wins this by a field goal. Like, I think uh, Duke Duke puts it to him. I, I, I respectfully disagree. I think I, I, they are a 69.5% chance to win FPI and 5.5 underdog. I would take Notre Dame minus the points. Don't say it'll be a 20-point blowout, but at least a tutty. I, I, I agree with actually Robert on this one. If this was in yes. wherever the F they are, <laughs> South Bend, um, if this was in South Bend, it'd be a different story. I'd be agreeing with Micaiah. But I think the people are going to show up. The kids always do for basketball. They're definitely going to show up for a football game. They're going to be rowdy. It's a night game in Carolina. I actually going to be sweaty, humid, and drunk. It's going to be fun. I think also, no, does Sam Hartman get this passing game going again? By the way, very similar stat lines. Notre Dame averages 477 yards total offense. Duke 424. Defense, very similar. 260 and a half versus 276 for Duke. So very two like teams. I think just but, Notre Dame's better. That's fair. Before we move to picks, we have to play our segment. Will you stay up for this game? We got two. We don't got any 11 p.m. games today for you boys, unfortunately. No 12 a.m.s. We got a 10 and a 10.30. Alabama's playing late in Starksville at 9 p.m. That's pretty. That's past their bedtime um, for football. We got two ranked games on late, guys. Seven, number seven, Washington taking on Arizona State. Route Nevada at Fres at 25 Fresno State. The Bulldogs bark bark. I mean, the more appealing of the two is definitely Nevada at Fresno State. He's um, actually right about that. Washington, <laughs> I think Washington, I don't know what the over-under is for that. Uh, Fresno's favored by 24 and a half. 
to Nevada, who are 0-4. And, and so I would take, uh, obviously, Fresno there. The over-under, though, for... 67-and-a-half for the I'm, Washington-Arizona game. I'm hammering that over, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Hammering it. Hello. Hell low. I don't have an average. They got rid of that stat. They had that stat last year on the game page on ESPN. But anyway, okay. Back to the more important things, which are the way we make you money. Um, Micaiah, did you update this the standings? Yeah, those standings are all up to date. I have to find them where they are. Robert is 5-6-1. and one. He had a push last week. Terrible. Um, which, how do we score that? Is this like soccer where you get one point for a tie? Well, no, it's it just goes into the... It counts as a tie. It counts as a tie. Because, uh, like, We're not me, assigning like a, points. This isn't soccer. It's a, it's this a, goes to it's your a record. Plus. It's a plus. Okay, oh Micaiah is five and seven, and I am missing from the... <laughs> no, you're eight and four. You're right there. Where, Micaiah? Oh, my gosh. Right under the LSU minus oh. two and a half. Oh, you had your picks here. Oh, I see. I'm oh eating four. So, per usual, I am the best. You all suck and know nothing about the sport you guys love. Micaiah, give me your picks for this week or the first one. All right. So, I have – I don't even know if, whether they're on the road or at home. I think they're on the road in uh, Auburn, Alabama. There is the f- best team in the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs. I have them laying the 14 and a half. Whether it's on the road or at home, it doesn't matter because Auburn doesn't have a quarterback. They threw three people out there against A&M, had like 76 passing yards, and now you expect me to believe that against a Kirby Smart defense that just got done harassing Spencer Rattler all week last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, isn't going to do that to Auburn. So give me Georgia by at least 20 um, playing Auburn. I actually don't hate that. Thank you. And I, I think that's the best synopsis that, we that, can call. That's what I want out of this segment. I want the approval of Pe- Simeon. People, people agreeing with you. Robert, what's your pick? Uh, I am going to go with South Florida and Navy. Oh, South shut Florida up. is a four-point underdog. There it Navy. is. So what are you doing? So I'm going South Florida plus four. There you go. Yeah. All righty. That's a a really good pick, given the fact that the last time I called a South Florida game, I absolutely got annihilated because (laughs) Alabama tried to, like, play wide receivers at quarterback, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It was embarrassing. They ended up barely winning that game, and they shouldn't have. Okay, guys, uh, I'm actually going to the evening to a game that – might be on in the background, probably not. Washington, 17 and a half against Arizona. People are going to be in bed. That not, 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 that's not evening. That's middle of <laughs> night. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. <laughs> 17 and a half against Arizona. I don't have, unfortunately, this game. In front. Oh, I do have this game up. Over 76, over under a 76, sit at. There it 67 is. and a half. Good job. Strokes are hard. Um, Washington obviously is favored. The only thing you need to know, Michael Penix Jr. has 
1,600 yards, and it's only week four. <laughs> That's all you need to know about this game. He's awesome. I don't think I don't think Arizona is going to be able to stick around. Their quarterback has five e- INTs on the season. It just makes sense that they're going to win, and they're going to win by big, and there's going to be lots of points. Uh, my second game, I'm going to go to the noon window. Something that made no sense to me is Northwestern cannot score, except for last week. And they're really not going to be able to score against a really, really good Penn State defense, even though Penn State's on the road. I think Penn State does all the scoring. I think Northwestern maybe has 150 yards of offense. They do better than Iowa. They maybe get in the end zone once. But then Penn State's going to have, like, 38 points, and it's going to be 38-7. to So give me the 46-and-a-half under for Penn State Northwestern on Saturday. That one surprised me when I saw it. Robert? I'm going Florida plus three against Kentucky. Oh. All the pressure's on Kentucky. You know, they're 4-0 rivalry game at home. Graham Mertz figuring some stuff out here. Give me the Gators. All right. Gators chomp he's, chomp. He, he's calling himself. He's calling He's calling a big one. He's feeling himself is more what I meant to say there. I can't. Strokes are hard. Um, I picked all night games tonight, guys. Uh, over 36 and a half points <laughs> is the over-under for Michigan State, Iowa. Yes, Iowa. This is the easiest one. This is the easiest money you guys are going to win all year. There's no way. Guys, <laughs> that's four touchdowns shared between, well, three, five touchdowns shared between, five touchdowns and a field goal shared between two teams who I was averaging 21 points a game, and I think Michigan State, with how bad they're sucking, will either – make up two touchdown a touchdown in the field goal or or two touchdowns in the field goal or you know whatever but there's no way that this is going to go only 36 and a half i was either going to put up 36 and a half by themselves or michigan state will chip in i guess really the question is how much is michigan state going to chip in uh don't hate don't hate that um because it's always the games that you don't expect to own, to be 20 to 10 that end up being 27 34 something like that uh my final game i am going to oxford mississippi to where uh, the lsu gotagas are rolling in there to take on lane kiffin's old miss how bad did old miss look last week they're not gonna look as that bad again i can guarantee you that i just think they were really pressing against alabama and then alabama had a really good defense however LSU is getting two and a half, and I think that they win by at least three, if not more. So I'm going LSU minus the two and a half on the road. It's a good pick. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here. Uh, It's my annual bro away, and uh, my my one brother-in-law cannot be there, and the one friend who comes along. Um, just broke it to him that he has a five-week, five-day dry-age dry steak that we're doing on Saturday night that he's going to be missing, and that just made me cry a little bit for my brother-in-law a little bit on that side. 
So my weekend's going to be better than your weekend. Robert, what's your next pick? Uh, my final one is going to be Illinois Purdue <laughs> under 53 and a half. Oh, that's a good in. I like yeah. that a lot. Robert's you, going three and this, this week. I'm Ro- just calling it. He's Robert's like actually got back spent more than game. five minutes. Yeah, either three and zero or zero and three. Yeah, we, yeah. Either there's way. no in between. There's no in between. This or week. three pushes. He'll get three yeah, pushes. Oh, don't <laughs> yeah. even do that to me. Uh, they should count as a half. They should count as a half. Anyway, uh, I'm staying. Not only am I picking all late games, I'm picking two of the same state: Iowa State, Oklahoma, seven o'clock FS1. Oklahoma's been one of those teams that somehow found an offense after having terrible offenses the past two years. Um, I forget what they're averaging on points. Over under is 48.5 points. Uh, 47.5 on FanDuel. That's Caesars. I just gave 48. Guys, that's an easy over. Oklahoma might get there by themselves. It's the same thing as Iowa-Michigan State. The question is, how much is Iowa State going to chip in? Because Oklahoma will gladly put... Pull a pull a Miami on you and put seventy on you with with no regard for human life. Yeah, they. Yeah, I I don't I don't hate that. The only my only caution is Cincinnati has a really good defense. Oklahoma only put up twenty points last week on that defense, and Iowa State's got a really good defense. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> naturally. Honestly, naturally. Uh, the the couple snaps that I saw, I didn't see an impressive Oklahoma offense. Like I didn't see them doing well, and th- I think Oklahoma's at home. Hold on, I have the game up here. Yeah, Oklahoma's at home, so it, it'll help a little bit. It's a night game, different than being in Cincinnati against you know a new team, basically. So. Anyway, gentlemen, we've we've overstayed our welcome. If my track will, st- Ugh, it's not gonna start. It's broken. It <laughs> broke midway through. Let's see if I can get it. Eh, no, we've overstayed our welcome. Yes, this we has have. been the fourth and one podcast. We'll see you again next week. And oh, there it goes. Oh, I hear something now. Okay. Well, wash your hands, you filthy (laughs) animals. We might see you next week. Enjoy your college football weekend. Oh, no. It's frozen, Simeon.